This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. It's good to have you here. John, how are you doing today? Doing amazing. How are you, gentlemen? We're doing good, man. We're doing good. Uh, Jason and I are definitely excited. Every time we get to do one of these, we always walk away learning something from this. Uh, and I think as traditionally as I possibly can make this, the question I like to start things off with is, John, do you yourself come from the family of entrepreneurs? No, I do not. Okay. I like where this is going. And what caused you to choose a different path in your family? I come from a, a family of teachers and both of my parents are teachers. Matt, fact, actually, they're actually here right now. My dad is 81 and mom is 73. And I just took them out on a boat and they had a blast watching the sunset because where I'm from is Uzbekistan. It's, there's only two countries in an entire planet that are landlocked by two countries. And there's no, there's no ocean. We, we can't see that um, sunset. So I, they did enjoy, but I deviated a little bit from your question. I think what, what, what got me is, is the drive that my mom had. She's, she's an elementary teacher. And, and all the time, I remember whenever I was growing up, she would always encourage me to do bigger things, greater things, right? She believed and, and she had put in so much belief in me. When I was growing up, I wanted to follow their footsteps and I did apply and got enrolled into the linguistics, uh, English linguistics college back in Uzbekistan. I was supposed to become a teacher as well. But when I got to America, everything changed. And, and that that is how I ended up becoming a cleaner and then for uh, then, then became an, an entrepreneur. So many things happened uh, in between those journeys. Okay. Yeah. So we'll unpack some of that. So you, you get to, you get to America and your plans changed. Uh, you went in, you said cleaners. Can you sort of uh, talk a little bit about that just so that we can bridge that gap between yeah. there and then starting the business? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So picture a 22, 22 year old, uh, a little ambitious kid who was growing up in a uh, fairly well-positioned family with a lot of love. And who wanted to become a teacher, but then he got hooked to American Hollywood dream where the, the where the perception is, right? You get the nicest girls, biggest cars, two-car garage, dollars growing on a tree. So you come out, you kick that thing, dollar fall. You don't even have to bend it to pick it up because you use one of those, you know, dusters and swiffers and pick up. <laughs> so... I, I followed my American dream. So uh, many ask me, is like, why, why are you here in America? I'm like, American dream and uh, the Hollywood. And they go like, hey, you don't look like an actor material. I'm like, I never wanted to act. I wanted to kick that Dollar Tree, pick it up, bag it, and then go back home. Uh, get get and, and going back in time, if, as I analyze myself, 
my mentality and thinking was completely different back then. Coming up from a country that is not developed, all I wanted is to have like $10,000 to buy a two-bedroom two apartment and the car and just go back and, and, and live there. So the, the whole, a lot changed. But yes, when I arrived here first, um, I was actually, Jason, in your state. I was put into uh, slave-like conditions. I kind of called them slave-like conditions because I was put in a trailer park with 12 of us, uh, poorly ventilated bathroom. You can imagine this little coffee table, burgundy Lindline phone, a bulky TV, an employer who would pick you up, drop you off, and then come back and get the paycheck first before they would disperse the paycheck to you. And one of those stories, I remember I was telling my mom, my mom was so excited and she'd call me. She's like, how's America? And remember back then we didn't have Skype. We didn't have WhatsApp video calling that did not exist. Right. And I would say, mom, America is such an amazing country. And she's like, tell me more about it. I'm like, the roads have no potholes. Don't you just, you're not going to believe it. They're like flat and you keep running and you don't have to be avoiding the potholes, and then at the same time, be mindful about the next car because you can just stay in your line. And then I tell her, mom, every single light pole here works as well. Look, it's middle of the night. I'm just walking on the street and it's very well lit. And it was a trailer park, right? That's what I seen. And in trailer parks, they have a tiny kitchens in general. And I remember we were sitting next to the tiny kitchen with, with three of my friends there were 12 of us, but like three of us got a little closer and were sitting there and there was a coffee maker and a little coffee creamer and a sugar and two or three different types of sugars. I'm like, what is that? But right. Of course, I, I always dropped off the part where you know, I feel humiliated, depressed to, to some extent, not getting paid and etc. But um, yeah, that's that's how my uh, journey started, Jason, in, in your state. I still love your state, right? <laughs> it has nothing to do with the state. That's the conditions I was placed into. And so you were able to get out of that, it sounds like, which, you know, it, it causes me to reflect and appreciate some of the things I might take for granted having been born here. You know, so thank you for that. Uh, and at what point did the transition occur where you saw yourself like, I'm not settling for this, I'm going for more? Because that's clearly what happened. Yes, luckily I had my cousin here before in, in the state of Maryland, which I used to think it was a Maryland, like a powerful wizard. I had no clue it's Maryland. It's a different state. Right. And uh, he calls me up and, and I only had seen him maybe once or twice in my life before while I was growing up in Uzbekistan. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, he's like, how are you feeling? I'm bad. <laughs> I need out. I have not felt this bad in Uzbekistan, which is not developed country. He's like, What's your first name? What's your last name? I spell it. He's like, you're flying out tomorrow to my state. I'm like, okay, perfect. So I come here. Uh, long story short, he, he, he had a job already ready for me at a Safeway store. And then he starts training me as a janitor for the Safeway store. And I remember I was walking with him. The stores are big and you have this walk behind scrubbers, right? First you sweep it and then the process is you you run a scrubber and then you mop and etc. And I was telling to him, I'm like, dude, like the head in this country is extra. He's like, why? Because all you need to earn money is your legs and, and, and feet, but head is extra because you have to carry it. So that is when I guess the destiny determined that I would become a cleaner. 
Um, I did not choose to be a cleaner. I am grateful that things lay out the way it is. I've always wanted, so I was the third grade guy. Um, you know, I had one more year to go. I didn't finish it. And I was supposed to become a teacher. So in a sense, I did not have a skill set in this country to provide for myself, except for a manual labor. And I always knew I do not want to become an employee. For, for some reason, in the back of my head, I always had this thought going around. You're just going to work for yourself. You're not you're going to create something that's going to sustain your family, feed your ambitions, help other people. But I just didn't know what it is. Here we go. Toilets, countless amounts of toilets and a countless amount of score footages cleaned off the floors and buffed. And um, I'm the cleaner. This is this is crazy. So you started doing the actual job itself. And at some point when you started uh, getting clarity of your vision, you launched what I imagine is ANS. If I see if I see that correctly in the background. Well, ANS actually stands for my initials, Asro John Najmidinovich Shukurov. That's my full name, right? So, um, yes, now I'm working on a book, which is called The Immigrant's Companion, Making Your American Dream a Reality. I actually finished the manuscript. But 2005 to 2009, I was doing cleaning as well as then a valet job because my, my, my thought was, why am I in America if I'm just scrubbing the floors every night by myself? I'm not working on myself. I'm not improving myself. I'm not making any friends. So I had to break the circle. And to break the circle, the only thing that I knew that I I had to do is to get an employment at a a place where I would interact with Americans. And and that the very first my job was a restaurant serving the tables and then parking the cars and then moved at a hotel and moved to a front desk receptionist. And then when they offered me a supervisor position, I had found already uh, an office administrative position in a new city construction, which is a home improvement and development company. And that's where I start learning like business, sales, marketing. I actually figured out there are two different things like receivables, payables, credit and debit, Microsoft Word, email outlook right back then. We're going back to like 2005 you know, 2009 and, and the whole thing, everything was different. The, the fax numbers were still active. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so. wow. Oh man. I can, I can see the, I can see the story that you're painting. Uh, and I, I, I'm so excited that you're writing a book about this because there are a lot of people, uh, you know, it, hit, it hits close to home for me because I'm half Mexican, right? I'm half American and half Mexican. That's a story in itself. And so I, I firsthand know the story that you're that you're drawing out and what you've been able to do, even just that alone. Right. Like for some people just getting here is their accomplishment. And but you took it steps further and really opened your mind and said, okay, I see what I'm doing. I see that that's getting me by, but I want to get further than just by. I want to go far. And so you stepped into many different roles, but each time getting closer to administrative uh, tasks, as opposed to manual labor, getting further away and learning the the different style of thinking and different style of work. Now it's knowledge work that you're doing. And then that transitions into launching your own business, right? So you have all these skills, you build all these. And at some point, did you read books on 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 like setting up a business and all that? Or, or how did you get into it? You just, you learned so much from watching businesses that you just went in? Three years, yes. Working for Kirsten Brecht and Joey Yaffe. Kirsten actually just launched an application, not 
just now, a little earlier, a brilliant, right? She's a forward thinker. Um, her company is now, it's called Genie, and it's a $40 million um, valued application now, which is amazing, right? She, yeah. she taught me a lot of sales and marketing. Joey Afi, he taught me a lot of backend admin, opening entities. While working for them, I was opening entities, closing down entities, start working on a website set up for them because I'm like, okay, Google is coming up. Yellow Pages is probably going to be outdated at some point. So I start learning that. Collections. I had to wear, when you're in a small company, you have to have a gazillion of hats, right? Throughout a life, we have them. You know, you, you, you're different to your kids, you're different to your friends, you're different to your parents. But if you're an admin, then sometimes you're a collection guy. You pick up is like, hey, I see an outstanding balance, right? Or sometimes you, you call them and invite them for coffee. So that have taught me the essential business core skills being in that position because I think admin is, is, is an amazing experience for anyone if you're in the right hands, assuming people are willing to teach you. So that's where I learned. And then I, you know, with the circumstances, I saw an opportunity to do start offering home improvement, like home cleaning services per se, because the, the industry was lacking coordination, pricing. I was looking at uh, what our vendors would use to charge us. I'm like, how is that even possible to charge this much money to go and clean somebody's house, which I could do myself? So, you know, but that's that's where it trampolined to the, um, to the Interworld, which was founded in 2009. Wow, man, this is amazing. I, and I just realized I've been hogging up all the time. I want to give Jason a chance as well. He's been politely waiting there. I'm sure he's got things to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. It's, it's a really interesting story. But here, here's the value out of this discussion is it really shows that anything, almost anything is possible, right? When you add resiliency you add determination, you add all these things to the picture of, of things. You are truly, uh, you know, an American dream story, right. And of how you got here and, you know, you go back, uh, and it's the same story Henry Ford had. It's the same story. You know, they were all immigrants that came and, and look at what they built. You d- you did the same thing, right? Just fast forward a hundred years, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So, but <clears throat> but it's a truly amazing story, and there's a lot of takeaway from that. When you know, a lot of young Americans coming into business, all of that stuff that you struggled is just a given, right? Here in America, they didn't deal, don't have to deal with all that. Go online, go downtown to the city, start their company, right? And then all the tools are there instantly, just like that, right? Where you didn't get, you didn't get all those tools and look what you did with it. It's freaking amazing, man. Yeah. Um, every time I hear stories like this, it just, it's inspiring, it's really inspiring. And I'm really glad I got to listen to the story and, and our audience is going to hear that. And ho- hopefully that's a little bit of kick in the face for some, right. <laughs> that, 
man, poor me. No, not poor you. (laughs) Yeah. You can be what you want to be. Right. And you're proof of that. 100%. Uh, I I totally agree with that, John. There's just something amazing that you've done, even in just getting your story cataloged, you know, and I can hear it when you speak the, the fact that you can look at an industry, see opportunity, you know, uh, determine whether or not they're coordinating properly and where, where there's clear uh, opportunity threat, you know, this whole SWOT analysis that you can conduct. It's just, and, and you give credit where credit is due, where you learned and where things started to change. There's just so much about what you're doing that I can't wait to see where you go with things. You know, a lot of people overthink business and I promise I'm going to get back to you. It's just, it's so inspiring because a lot of people overthink business. Oh, what should I do? This and that. You're like, look, it doesn't even have to be sexy. You can still crush it, do amazing things, and then go and do other things that inspire you. The fact that you come from a family of educators on the other side of the world, right? Then you came over here and you were doing manual labor. If you just look at the dynamics, you know, you've lived more in the time you've been alive than most people who probably share the same age, but were born here who are still scratching their head wondering, I don't know how am I coming back back to what Jason was saying. For some people, it's such a given. They can't think their way out of a paper bag, but here you are, you know, showing people exactly what it takes and that's that people are starting with a head start that you didn't have. It almost makes you a different breed because you had to evolve through all of that. So I want to now turn the conversation over to what are some of your goals right now? What are you trying to achieve? What do you want people to know about what you're doing? So we, there, there are a couple more things that, that I'm working towards. And, and the goal is I, I kind of always stuck. So 2009, Inner World Cleaning, Janitorial Services. 2014, fixed construction home improvement company, 2017, real estate investments company. And then last year is the cleanup. So basically whatever I did, and you guys are totally right, right? Phil and uh, Jason, you guys are totally right. But I actually even like to emphasize on unsexy industries because those are like core. Those are the things that have to happen. So when I was analyzing my business, which business I'm going to go to, right, I figured out how to build a site and put it on Google with like five pages and have it on first floor, like first page on Google because the algorithm was fairly easy back then. And then I was evaluating. I'm like, hey, which one do I want to do? Do I want to do consulting or do I want to do this, you know, mopping the floors business? I'm like, this is easier because... If you pick an industry what is essential for people, right? Like food, commodity, logistics, whatever unsexy stuff that we don't pay attention because IT, cyber, technology, genetics, you know, you can go. Like if if your knowledge is there, you can go there. But if not, you know, that is exactly why I picked it. I'm like, I have to know a little more and I write about it in a book too. If you know about 10% more than the competition of, of any industry that you'd like to do, right? Cooking, could it could it be it could be a baking a cake, right? And if you're passionate about it, then you just have to know 10% more, then you can start educating other people. The goal is to learn how to help many at the same time, right? As opposed to, for example, my dad's business model where he was a teacher, right? He would have to be there in front of the audience and teach him, right? But that's what you guys are doing right now. You are we're, we're in completely in a different cities and state. And you are able to interview people and you're feeding them knowledge even when you're sleeping, right? So if you can figure this out, how you can serve many at the same time, 
then by helping more people, you'll start making uh, more wealth for yourself as well and, and feel more satisfied. So where I'm going with this is right now, my manuscript is ready. Uh, that's called Immigrants Companion, Making Your American Dream a Reality. I'm going through the beta readers and then I'm, I'm going to be launching the book with the intent to help every single immigrant that is coming here so they're not cycled up, up right? Like I, I also talk in the book about different strategies, how to making a wealth, uh, working for yourself, types of entities, 529 plans. You go even cryptocurrencies there, right? Including the mi mindset and et cetera. So the goal is to teach those immigrants that you don't have to stay in your bubble. You can actually achieve more. And that's the beauty of this country which it does allow, if you work hard enough, it'll give you an opportunity to claim it, what's yours. And then the second thing that we're doing, which is very exciting, will be in Toronto from June 20th to June 23rd, there's a collision conference where startup companies are meeting the investors. And one of the companies that we founded last year was the goal of helping cleaners, as well as those that are looking for cleaning services to connect them in an Uber-like fashion, by lowering the price for cleaner for the homeowner and increasing the price for the cleaner because we're cutting out the janitors. So the goal there is to, to help the industry you know, meet together so that we can put them together and, and help a billion plus people. So those are the goals. Um, I look at interworld cleaning and fixed construction as a stepping stones because I needed them to get to a next stage and learn. But one thing that I'd like to mention about this as well, I have not deviated too much. So in a sense, if you look at everything I do, I've started as a cleaner, right? So I guess the fate put me into a cleaning mode and became made me a cleaner. Then we started a home improvement, which is relatively tight industry. One helps another and real estate. And now the app that actually connects, right? Those people. So I'm always in. So whatever you do, I guess, instead of, trying to open the next greatest thing, try to stay focused on one goal in one industry and become really master at it. Yeah. So many lessons. I mean, <laughs> it's just the story people need to hear, regardless of what level they're at. It's the kind of refresher, like Jason was saying, it's either the kick in the pants, the, the more seasoned people need to get back on their horse and get that fire burning again, or some real, real humbling clarity for those who are about to get started. They need to know like, that's what it's going to take. That's definitely what it's going to take. And you might even have it better off the way you're starting. So don't lose heart and don't feel sorry for yourself because people with less have done more. And so there's, there's so many powerful elements to this conversation. And now that we know your goals, I'm excited. Uh, did you announce exactly when you were in, uh, intending to, to release the, the book? The book is manuscript is done right now. So I've got the fourth beta reader going through it based on the Very feedback. Nice. I'll, I'll change it. And that, that's one of the other suggestions, right? That, so if you know something, but you also know someone who can help you, don't be hesitant to ask for an advice. I reached out to a friend of mine, Phil Mako, and he had written three books. And I know because I, he's on Facebook and I follow him, right? We, we chat once in a while. I'm like, before, when you create your baby, you think it's perfect, right? Don't we all think it, it's like perfect? <laughs> but he goes to me, John, trust me, get work with this editor. And then I did, right, two times. And then he says, 
get some beta readers. Why won't you? And then I got the beta readers and then the mind open. Like, cause those are the things you don't foresee some of the things, you know, but I did not have it in a book. So I kind of uh, making the book stronger so it can bring in more value. Uh, but yeah. to answer your question, the book manuscript is nearly ready. <laughs> so okay. it's there. It's gotcha. close. You know, it's all exciting stuff, man. Uh, so with that said, where can, where can people get a hold of you? My first name, last name.com. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right on. And, uh, and then uh, there's two more important things we got to ask before we close things out. But again, I want to make sure. I also uh, turn over to Jason and make sure I'm not uh, steamrolling over anything that he might have just waiting to ask. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of lessons here and that's the, the important thing. And one thing that really <clears throat> struck me, what you said is you've always stuck with your core. You stayed with the core, right? And what a lot of business owners are doing nowadays is they're chasing shiny objects all over the place, right? And they're not sticking to their core of what their business model is. And it's just like, oh, there's the next thing. There's the next thing. There's the next thing. There's the next thing, right? So yes, truly master what you're doing. And instead of trying to serve everyone, serve a specific group, right? So, because it's impossible you can't serve everyone. That is impossible. Don't try to be all things to all people. Um, know your superpower and use that superpower to become great instead of just good <laughs> for sure. So, yes. Yeah. Now I, I, this is just, it's funny because I I'm, I feel so lucky. It's just a moment of gratitude for me to be able to do this every day and interview people and get to know them and hear these stories because it's just, it's not something that everybody gets to do. And when I hear stories like yours and see the goals and the way you're lining them up and how you're approaching them and how you're pursuing them and how you're accomplishing what you set out to do, it, it you can't, you can just can never go back. To the type of person you were every time you have one of these conversations, whatever you were before, whatever you thought before. And that's the kind of impact that entrepreneurs can have on each other uh, because it is a different way of life uh, being all out there. The risk is all on your back, on your shoulders and, and what you do with that. You know, so just, I just want to throw that out there because it's, it's just something that I think entrepreneurs need to like appreciate more if they don't already, you know, and your story is just one of those that really brings that up. And so with that said, there's somebody who's, who's out there and this is perfect for you because you're, you're writing a manuscript about it right now. But if you had to go back and talk to your 18 year old self, right. Or just, just starting out, what are one or two things you would say, this is what you need to do first. I probably tell myself, start taking risks earlier. Just it's the, um, it's the fear of losing that paycheck, right? So the fear of losing your paycheck always holds us back because how am I going to pay for my rent? How am I going to pay for my car payments and et cetera, right? Once you overcome that, you'll actually come to realize that you're more secure. You're actually not getting, even if you lose all of everything you had, now you have an experience, you can rebuild it, but you lost everything because of the mistakes you've done, but not one of the other 
CTOs or uh, controllers that is sitting in a different state and just made a mistake and the whole company collapsed and now they have to lay you off, right? So you actually have more control when you are an entrepreneur as opposed to when you're even a manager at, at a company. That's what I think. So um, Yuri Levine, the guy who created Wise and sold it to Google, the navigation, one of the things he says, I like it. He says, make your mistakes fast. And then he underlines the fast. So I could go. I'm extremely grateful where I am, right? But had I started a little earlier, I would have gone where I'm going a day before than starting it today, right? So that would be the biggest mistake. Not the biggest mistake, but the, one of the advices for me, just step out of your comfort zone. Yeah, I love that. Start yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, and with that said, there's a grand finale question that I like to ask as we close things out. I hope uh, you'll indulge us. And that is if you could have invited anyone, like you had your choice to bring anybody into this conversation today, who would you have loved to have had here? And, and why is that? I would love to have one of the people that have uh, affected my mindset quite a bit, especially when I was at the lowest at my lowest <laughs> being ever. Um, the, the, I, the, the very first person that comes to my mind is Tony Robbins and then the Hal Elrod. Both, both are amazing people, um, and, and I've learned a lot, although I've never met them yet. But when I meet them, I will be extremely thrilled to, to shake their hands and pick their brain a little more. Yeah, I love that. I love those answers. It's funny, you and I have that in common. Uh, a lot changed for me the first time. And I, I heard about him when I was like 14, 15. But a lot changed for me when I, when I discovered uh, Tony Robbins stuff. And, you know, people can say what they want, but... It really had a profound effect on me. It was one of the first times I heard someone think and speak that way. Uh, I didn't have that access in my family to, to things of that nature. So I can I can relate to that point. And uh, I can see that you're doing the same for, for people who can resonate with your story. And so I think it's just a powerful lesson that you not only should you take risks as soon as possible, but you never know the kind of impact just you being you can have on the world if you maximize the world's ability to access you. So I really appreciate all the work that you're doing and I can't wait to see what you do. I want to stay in touch with you. Those are my closing remarks. Jason, anything? Yeah, I, I will just say uh, again, you, you're, you are a true American success story and I'm honored to get to put that out on this platform. Um, that's a, it's, it's our pleasure and our honor to be able to share your story that way. And, you know, I always say there's 168 hours in a week. Thanks for stopping by and spending 30 or 40 of those minutes with us today. Um, Cause we're all busy, but uh, we should never be too busy to share our story though. So um, again, thank you for being here. Gentlemen, I'm, I'm thrilled. Thanks for having me on your, on your show. You guys are doing an amazing job. Awesome. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and always remember... If you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.